This is your fearless commissioner, Tom Hart, side-by-side co-commissioner, Kyle Madhouse. Together, this is the Champions Podcast. Alrighty, Kyle, we got both of us back together after some technical difficulties in, in week eight, week nine. I don't know how we label these podcasts. I don't know if this is the week 10. Is this the week 10 podcast or is this the week nine podcast? I don't know. But last week's podcast, Kyle. Yeah. We, we had a special guest. We had one, Jovan Sartino, who I would say has done ad- admirably this year uh, in filling in for your shoes. host? Said, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he filled in for your shoes as well. So he, he's been the lone constant these last two weeks, right? So it's been three weeks since our loyal fans have gotten the OG, the, um, the blue chippers, you and me on the podcast they've they've you know they've done fine with with the b squad but a squad's here today and uh we got we got plenty of announcements and shit to roll through uh we'll start with you kyle do you have anything you want to talk about before we get Um, into the week nine in review not much other than i got seven inches of snow yesterday so we in full winter mode here and south canada land uh i'm so sorry uh <laughs> moving moving like a few hours south um just from where i was is going to be like a world of difference this winter and it's going to be great like yes we've we've had snow already but i think you've probably had snow a handful of times already yeah but we've had man, a thing, like, like a, a few hours a makes a different yeah but seven <laughs> inches you said uh you know, like Shoveling your driveway and everything? No, well, that the management company did that like at midnight. And when I woke up, the sidewalks were all shoveled, driveway shoveled. I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. This is at the at the new house. So you've got uh, – so is this an apartment complex? Is this like a condo? It's like a townhome community kind of a thing. Go, oh, gotcha, gotcha. And so, so like the whole community you're a part of? Kind of has that all taken care of. You have like a yep. a gym. You have a pool. What kind of amenities? Yeah, are you lucky we have to have twenty-four hour gym, a pool, dog park, and then tennis courts. You have a bowling alley. We we do not have a bowling alley. <laughs> that would be so cool. You have like a bowling alley. <laughs> I don't know why that the- popped into my head. That would be like would- a game changer. One of the places that we were looking at legitimately had an indoor virtual golf uh, like setup, like like Top Golf or whatever the hell it's called. No, it's like a it's like a golf simulator. Like, are you, are you, remember like Golden Tee when you're like a kid? Yeah, imagine you like, the green screen. Yeah, imagine like five five to six thousand dollar Golden Tee. Oh shit! Yeah, love it. All what right, of talking? course we we well well before we get to me, we we can't we can't miss out on congratulating um our the newest champ division member, Garrett Wallen, on getting hitched last weekend. Congrats, congrats, golf clap for congrats, Garrett. Garrett. We're proud of you. Yeah. Um you've got you got a lot of work ahead of you. It's 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 not as pretty, but uh, we're we're happy for you, Garrett. 
I believe that makes him now the third member of the married crew, despite <laughs> like Sir Luca was like what second to engage, forced to be married now. Yeah, yeah. Well, f- right now he's slotted to be fourth. We don't know what Wilson's plans are this winter. <laughs> I, I've, I hear I've he really likes story. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh well, that would probably push Wilson farther down the list because of the whole you know. Uh, we're not allowed to go to Canada thing for for a while. So no, you can just sneak across. So I don't know. I don't know who's Easter. next. Oh uh, gosh, but yeah, what else you got here, Tom? What's new with you? Oh uh, well, new house. Another maybe new house story. So when we moved in, we the the postmaster or whatever came to our doors like, hey, I like to tell all the new people come in that. Um, if you could move your your mailbox away from like your house and down your steps, because we have like a we have a front porch, you know, because we're classy like that. And like, can you have it off the porch and just like, you know, down by the street? Uh, and it's like there's like oh yeah, a lot of our a lot of our you know postal workers are older and in the snow in the winter. You know, it's not very. We don't want to make them go up four steps every house. Like, oh, okay, fine. We'll get around to that. Whatever, man. Um, turns out, what he meant was, if you don't move the box right now, you're not getting mail anymore. <laughs> well, that's a so. Little... So, so that was not not very clearly told to us. Um, and of course, like we look outside, like. No one else has theirs moved. Like it's like just us. Like whatever. We notice we're not getting all, all of our mail, but we are getting some. So so there must be some conspiracy where there's like one or two guys who are trying to just like squeeze us and really make sure we move our mailbox before winter. And then there's some other nicer workers who are just like, you know, walking an extra four steps to put it in the mailbox built into our house. Yep. Of course, we we didn't know this was being held because there was that few, that fraction that would come to our door and drop stuff off. So we were getting mail, whatever. All we knew is the always generous Jody Hart sent us a, a Halloween gift bag with candies and all. You guys all know how she likes to spoil with food. She was disappointed that we never thanked her or never had anything to say about a Halloween thing. Uh, she put on her, her Karen hat and she called the post office to complain about <laughs> where the hell is my son's Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> Turns out they had a whole big stack of our mail, including medical bills, that were about to be late. If if my mom didn't call and tell us and like, hey, you're, this is why your mail's not coming, and I go there and they're like, oh yeah, if you just move your, if you if you just get your mailbox down, like, oh, can I put? You want me to put it by the road? Because like, there's no driving, there's no pull off area to like actually put it. Like, oh no, can you just yeah. like like put a box like on the on the ground right before? <laughs> Like the steps of your house, fine. So I like have to, like that night get our drill out and like have to undo this 
um, steel box that is attached to our house because some guy won't walk four steps and refuses to give us our mail <laughs> despite the vast majority of our neighbors have have the same setup as us. They have their mailboxes on the house. And when I go into the post, I was like, yeah, we've got guys that are just living here for like 40 years. And we can't tell them, but when we saw you moved in, we figured we'd let you know. We didn't let me know. You just, you just hinted that I should do something about it by winter and then held my mail. And I mean, late medical bills would be a, I mean, it was, it would turn out to be a $14 bill, but still. If I'm late on medical bills, I don't think that looks very good on, on oh. my record. And, huh, but yeah, so I think they were kind of petty about it. They weren't very clear about it. But the post office wants us to put a box basically in the grass next to our sidewalk so they don't have to climb up the stairs in winter. Another oh. Iowa story. from. Yeah, this is... These are the battles of homeownership. This is the shit you're just stuck with. Other news. Okay, so... Sleeper, tiebreakers, they have one default, and they allow you to manually change it however the hell you want. So I can move people up and down to meet our shit. I think it was maybe three years ago at a banquet, we moved away from points for to head to head. So you're tied with someone. If you beat them, you're better than them. Right, Kyle? Right. But, like I said, sleeper's default is points four. So the playoff seeding you see has myself as number one overall. But Kyle kind of stomped my ass by like 50 points earlier in the week, earlier in the season. So when we have the same record, Kyle is actually the true number one, and that will be adjusted end of the season. We have other ties going around. Um, we have another simple one um, between, actually, no, the rest are three-way. So, uh, me and Kyle are at seven. Kyle's got the tiebreaker. He beat me. They get a little more complicated when we have three people. So we, spoiler alert, Sherluko got to fucking win this week. Uh, but we've got Big three smile. teams at two wins now. Patty, Acosta, and Sherluko. Um, based on their records, Patty beat both of those two, so he's in first. Acosta beat um, one of them and lost one of them, and Serluco, of course, lost to both of them. But also, congrats to Patty having two wins, and his two wins are Acosta and Serluco. Yeah, so I mean, cool. like, he gets it done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's the order, Patty, Acosta, Serluco, going from um, Patty in the playoffs, Acosta, Serluco, not. And then we have three teams at five wins. Uh, again, same math. It's just the combined win percentage against all three people involved in the tie. We have Joe beating out everyone else in the five wins. Vince next, and then Gert is in last among the five wins. So again, if you look at the playoffs, if you look at the standings right now, it won't reflect that. At the end of the year, those will be properly reflected. Questions yes, on that, Kyle? No questions. We'll probably say it a couple more times here because everybody always forgets. Also, yeah. last last part would be is for the promotion relegation. Remember, it's final standings, not final regular season standings. Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone knows that, 
but I feel like you're just trying to remind Joe that. I mean, could be both. But uh, yeah, without much further ado, Tom, let's, uh, we've been chatting enough. Let's talk about some week nine matchups. Yeah, and then we, we had some low-scored ones. We had some high-scored ones. Uh, we had we had some kind of surprise wins and and losses. So I think I think there'll be plenty to talk about. So where do you want to start, Connor? Yeah, let's go ahead. We'll we'll t- we'll talk about mine because that was the big surprise of the week. I yeah. lose to on Alex Sirluco because, in large part, of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> like, who knew? Yeah, 29 points. That's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, 47, 47 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Did we know that he was like that kind of quarterback? I think it's more just Atlanta is still really bad against the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, the biggest thing, like, for me, the biggest reasons why I lost number one, Justin Jackson got hurt literally the first play of the game. Pause up. Yeah. Chris Godwin uh, was part of that terrible Tom Brady New Orleans disaster game. So obviously, yeah. That's not and then uh, last but not least, we had a game time decision of Zeke Elliott versus Tony Pollard. Zeke literally didn't practice for like three days. And they're like, you know what? We're going to throw him into the meat grinder that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't understand what the Cowboys are trying to do. I don't think it mattered, but good job for Sir Luco. He his players did enough. John Brown with a really good game, surprisingly good game, and then both of his quarterbacks amongst the top performers for the week, like overall. Yeah, I mean, and looking at your your shining moments on your side, Kyle. I mean, you you amassed 129 points. Like a lot of teams would have beat you. Um, yeah, but, but I still would have beaten three others. Like yeah. the thing was, is like a lot of people. Yeah, beating three of them. That's decent. That's decent. You know, being fourth yeah. last. And like, how if I just had you know a functional running back, I could probably could have beaten an extra two and become like the fourth high score. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> just goes to show how uh, kind of bottom heavy this week was. There was a lot of like twenty in the one twenties this week. But when your stars are Carolina and Allen Robinson. In a ugly Bears offense, like you're gonna have a hard time. Right? It'll be fine, but so that that does help Sir Luco claw back out of the uh, you know the cellar. He's him and he him, Acosta and Patterson are all on that bottom step, wrestling to get yeah. out of the basement. Yeah, that's tough. Again, he does like we just talked about. He's he's lost already once to Patty and Acosta. I don't think he'll play Patty again. So he really needs if he if he plays the cost again, he's really gonna need a win there. And absolutely uh gonna need plenty more wins. He's 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 in a quite the uphill battle. He sh- we're hoping, you know, for, for drama's sake, we might get some Nick Chubb coming soon. Week ten was what we talked about. But yeah. he showed some life if his if Drew Locke could do continue to do this, if the if he could continue to play against Atlanta, at least he should be able to do this. And you know, 
just make some savvy picks on the waiver wire, and 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 he Saluko's got a path to the eight. But really, this was just just Kyle not doing doing much good. Yeah, but moving uh, on. Talking about, yeah, talking about a team that had a big blowout though, like right away off the bat. Brian Wilson destroying God everyone's damn. hopes and dreams. Uh, so right. Delvin Cook, uh, his last two games, he's gotten 48 points and then 39 points. Yeah, 39 Tom, is a bad call, one. Yeah, that's what they call a lot. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do? Who traded him? I think Joe. Joe, Joe drafted <laughs> Delvin Cook. Joe, this is your fault. <laughs> so that... Plus the explosion of offense in this uh, Seattle game. You know, Josh Allen, 36 points. I think Wilson did have the two, if not three, of the highest scores of the week. And it's like 25 points from Kelsey. Like Marvin Jones even had 13. Like literally his defense got him one point and he got 196. Yeah. We do see, yeah. I mean, looking at his wide receivers. I feel like he should be struggling. When you see Marvin Jones, you see Amari Cooper with whoever the fuck at quarterback. Like he should be struggling. But as long as the as long as your bad wideouts get you twelve and thirteen and you got studs just like Dalvin Cook just filling up your points, like there's he just he doesn't have enough weaknesses for us to really pounce on like and like on his off weeks it's really hard to beat Wilson. Right, like you've seen, I've middled down to one twenty. You've, you know, plenty of times lately gotten down in the one twenty, and we'll both explode. We've both gotten near two hundred, but Wilson does none of the former and all of the latter. Like he's hitting one seventy plus all the time, and his lows are just so much higher than everyone else. But somehow he's six and three, and we're not. Big <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing to watch scary. though was you look at Patty's team though. Literally, like the definition of boomer bust. So you have one, two, three, four players with two points or less. Gotta love the Le'Veon Bell play. Yeah. Then he also gets the Tyreek D- DK Metcalf Herbert like explosions for sixty points. <laughs> Like, again, had Patterson had just, like, league average people, he probably would have had, like, the third highest score of the week. You know, so it's like, he's he's still got a fight in him. He's not dead. Like, Tom Brady's not going to have two points games going yeah. forward. You know, and it's just like, I think his team is solid enough that you'll get, like, above average performances. So it's like, I th- I think Patterson might squeak into the playoffs, but we'll see here. Yeah. Which... I'm kind of rooting for it. I want the drama of all five of us in that playoffs. I want the whole champs division in there. Give give everyone one last shot at keeping their spot. But God. I don't know. It's going to be an uphill battle. That's for sure. Because he's hinging on, like he, like you said, he's boomer bust. And he doesn't have anything to cushion when he goes bust. Like Wilson, like we were saying, like, Bad Amari Cooper's not that bad. You know, when, you know, Hilaire has his bad games, they're not that bad. 
yeah. bad Le'Veon Bell is is really bad. <laughs> and, and Patterson just can't handle that. Um, we'll see about his schedule going forward. But, man, Wilson, Wilson is scary. He keeps on rolling. He, had, he wasn't even at full power this week. Ronald Jones was kind of a guy he's been starting a lot lately. Uh, and and uh, actually, no, he could have played him, but didn't. Um, I guess the only buys he had were pretty But <sighs> Let's move on. Wilson's scary. That's that's it. Yeah, let's go ahead and we'll we'll go real quick through years because again, it was uneventful. Literally, if not for Christian McCaffrey in his first game back, literally exploding physically and numerically. Got a lot of points. Yeah, I was gonna say he he physically busted his shoulder. So uh one game back and he's already broke. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, this felt a little closer than it honestly looks right now. Like, I won by, like, 40 points. Like, that is plenty comfortable. Of course, Kyler Murray was one of my last players to go um, in the afternoon slate. And dropping 37, of course, gave me all the cushion I could, could ever want. Yeah, uh, but I again, mean, like... this was just another story of all my wide receivers just showed up top to bottom. And covered up for my very mediocre running back play. And it, and it ended up not mattering. And you really got to love as Dak Prescott looks up from his grave at my team to see <laughs> fucking Kirk Cousins with three touchdowns. He's got to have a, a little, little tear of joy looking fondly above you know, the team moving on proudly without him. Yeah. I will say, though, that Acosta was not helped with the David Montgomery concussion mid-game. That was not great. Then, in general, uh, J.K. Dobbins with a tough sledding against a good indie run defense. Like, they have a, one of the better front sevens in the league right now. It's just like, he had his three, you know, running backs outside of McCaffrey. Got him, I think, 15 points, roughly. Combined, yeah, that's that's bad. Another, he, I mean, he's been top heavy all the when, when he's got a McCaffrey, who clearly showed he's when he's healthy, he was worth the price tag this year, right? Yeah. I think there was it was reason to be skeptical. It's like you you can't buy him assuming twenty five points a game, but he's really he's been the real deal with no Cam Newton. He's still been electrifying in the pass game and the run game and the red zone between the 20s. McCaffrey's been everything when he plays. Yeah. And it looks like he's going to stop playing again. So that really sucks. Hopefully he's... uh, But yeah, I stopped Acosta with no help for my fucking running. But hopefully Miles Sanders... Okay, let's get into some more Closer, a little more exciting matchup. Both of these were decided under twenty points. None of these, none of these were actually spectacular performances on either end in our last few matchups. But they were at least tight. They were dramatic. So they were league. They were league average for a down week right now. So I mean, with everybody going bye weeks and everything. And here's the thing: it's like I'm assuming let's talk about Garrett here first because Garrett versus Cash. 
Cash did not give Garrett the wedding gift he wanted. Garrett basically, to me anyway, lost this as soon as that Thursday night game happened. Because it was like McKinnon got 15, Aaron Rodgers got 28, Devontae Adams with 33. And then like with Aaron Jones playing, being forced to play with all the COVID on Green Bay, he still only got 58 yards and 21 receptions against essentially a C squad. 49ers <laughs> like, that's not uh, and then like yeah, Derrick Henry with... yeah keep going What's that? and then you have Derrick Henry running into the Chicago you know sausage maker machine just getting ground up by, by the Bears defense yeah I wasn't sure you were going with that analogy at first but yeah which is still a little surprising because you'd think I mean Tennessee was in control with that game. They had the lead. 21 carries is about typical for Henry. You'd expect maybe he could at least get away with above-average carries, at least get more than zero targets, and at least get something in the red zone to kind of pad, even though it is obviously a a very talented defense in Chicago. But when you're Derrick Henry, when you got the lead, you got four quarters, uh, four quarters plus, to dominate, right? You got you should do more than six point eight points by one of the best running backs in the league right now. He was you able to run a little bit of a coming back, Big Ben. Uh before, you know, I think he got a little some little banged up and you know, now we've got a little COVID risk or whatever. But solid twenty five points for Big Ben in the afternoon games. That was that was good, but not not nearly enough to count for anything. I mean, playing the uh, uh, oh never mind. I was never mind. I was reading Patriots D and thinking Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady and who that would have been a nonsensical rant talking about almost nothing. Anything of note. Um, but again, Acosta didn't do anything that special. I mean, we're on buys, like you said. We're going to have lower scores. But 134 still isn't that spectacular. We got Melvin Gordon only getting three points despite Drew Locke playing lights out. Tyler Lockett getting eight despite you know 34 points from Seattle's offense in a big-time shootout. Like, there was plenty on the board for... Castro to get. And, and, you know, he shouldn't be that proud of his performance, but hey, he got a win. Um, this was both of the relegation teams going at it, so maybe maybe there's a moral victory for Castro there. He might not be a, a champ on paper, but maybe in his heart, he can still be a champ. Real quick, we were talking about Tyler Lockett. Let me read you his last six scores. Are you ready? Go for it. 37, 5, 8, 53, 7, 8. Oh, God. So he has been the most boom or bust player in all of football the last six weeks. Four weeks of bottom 40 performances at the receiver position. And then two weeks where he's the number one receiver and potentially one week where he was the number one player in football. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, and that's just one of those guys you think of like, I think of like what, like 2013 Odell, 
where like if you get Tyler Lockett hitting just right for weeks 14, 15, 16, and, and Castro can just climb his way to the top. Oh, that's scary. But again, that's why this is how you end up with 130 point Castros. You've got Tyler Lockett with an amazing quarterback in a, game, a great game script, plenty of pass attempts, and eh, 40 yards. That's it. Yeah. All right. Man. So uh, enough about this game. Let's go to the real dirty, dirty win of the week with Joe Sartino edging out COVID killers by 1.84 points. Now, I believe this wasn't decided until, was it Sunday night? Did it, it took till prime time, right, to finalize it? Yes. I'm trying to remember the players here. Oh, yeah, it was Kamara. It was Kamara versus Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. Yep. Whew. <laughs> but, yeah, a less than two-point difference between Joe and Vince. Two um, middle of the pack in terms of record in both their divisions. But both of them have shown a lot of promises here, especially Joe. Joe, in terms of points for, is on pace with me. He's really just barely behind even Wilson. Like, Joe just hasn't been able to line up his points when he needs to. And he needed to very strategically get his points if he was going to beat 120 even from Vince. So, Kyle, take me through it. How did this go down? How did we get where we are today? Well, the 31-point Pat Mahomes really helped. Vince getting that quarterback in the middle of the week. Without him, you know, he would easily have lost with just a Derek Carr. (laughs) Um, Outside of that, it's just like the real thing for Vince was he was lucky enough to play Joe. Like, he he would not have even been this close if Joe didn't have, you know, Jordan Reed doing absolutely garbage. Adam Thielen, who was a number one wide receiver for so long, scoring five points in a game where Minnesota does 34. Like, DJ Moore having the worst game of the season. Like, Joe had, like, consistently had people have their worst game of the season. See, or the Steelers defense also doing extremely subpar against a quarterback brought in off the street. <laughs> right. Like, this was literally Joe's floor. Like, he could not do worse than this, and then Vince could not muster a win. That's bad if yeah. you're Vince. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some areas, like like the Jordan Reed Thursday night. Um, again, Jordan, I think, I, think, I think Joe paid up a decent penny on him uh, through, through Fab. He did. Joe's been, Joe's been pretty conservative, but it was kind of, Kind of an assumption that he'd he'd kind of take over and be that same stud that he has been in the past, or the same role that had been already carved for tight ends in that offense. So I'm not. That's not something I'm terribly, you know, like surprised by Jordan Reed struggling. But yeah, a lot of these other guys could have done a lot better. It's just got to be sad when Vince scores the lowest out of every team this week, and Joe's able to win. By less than two points of the absolute worst of the week. Oh. Absolute insanity. <laughs> right. Now, let's go ahead, Tom. Any final thoughts before we jump into our uh, next games? 
like our next slate of games. To you mean next week, week ten, double digits already. Yes, uh, sir. All I gotta say is this whole going from COVID scare. How many weeks are we gonna have? What the hell kind of season we have? To you snap your fingers and the season's mostly over. Is is just kind of unreal. the The season always goes by fast, and it and it never makes any sense to me. But fuck. We're on week yeah. 10 already. 11, 12, 13, regular season's over. That's it. So yeah. we've, we've, got, we've got teams at the top. We've got teams at the bottom. We're still kind of in the same spot. There's just shuffling within those kind of three tiers. So I don't got much to add. You guys all know who the dumpster teams are. You guys know who, who's getting wins. And you know who's like five and four, four and five, and just kind of in, living in the swamp. You got anything to add, Kyle? <laughs> no, that, that'll not do that. But, um, yeah, all I was going to say was uh, not much really happened during the week. Um, waivers came and went without really much of news going on. And uh, there was a trade kind of under the radar. But, yeah, not much. Yeah, it was an interesting trade. It was a very, very interesting trade. Uh, two Two, I mean, really, they're two uh, first-round picks, uh, depending on what year you look at it. So, I mean, that's that's something. You happy yeah. with your haul? I think it's more just like, at this point, Mike McCarthy does not seem to want to give every carry to one running back. And it's more just like, I'm looking for insurance. for I want it, whatever Tampa Bay receiver is left standing come the playoffs. I want them because it's like because when I think of a backup plan, when I think of something to secure my victory, I think of the reliable, the pillar of the Florida community, Antonio Brown. Say what you want, man, but he got six targets last week. (laughs) Yeah, which works for given the situation is actually is quite incredible. Six targets. Off the street, yeah. When like he he has a rapport such a shit show Brady. last year. Like he already has a rapport with Brady. I'm fine with it, considering Godwin's kind of an injury risk. Because it's like I would imagine Brown's going to take up a lot of Godwin's if he's there, and if Brown leaves, yeah, Mike Godwin's Evans is such a lot. different receiver. You don't need to worry about their interference. So yeah, there there's obviously a path for um, one of the best wide receivers of the decade with one of the best quarterbacks in history do, doing good footballs together. Yeah, there's there's a path there. I just wouldn't call it a uh, security for you. I think it's a lottery ticket you just added to your bench. But whatever. Let's get into week 10. Yeah. But, let's, start uh, with, with, let's start with your matchup. We got a division no, here. Hey, you're forgetting oh. something. We have O's okay. loss of the week. That's how we start this. I, I know it's been a while for you, Tom. It has. It's been a while for you. <laughs> All right. So first off, Joe uh, did take the loss last week, uh, or he got the win, I should say. He correctly projected Patty to lose. So good job on you, Joe. And uh, this week he's going with an oldie but a goodie. Can Can you Don't guess? Do Don't do it, Joe. <laughs> he's going Sir Luco. <laughs> Interesting. Color be shocked. Now, 
Sroluko this week is going up against, let's see here, uh, COVID Killers. Yeah. Oh, God, Vince. <laughs> Vince without Pat Mahomes. I, this yeah, is, what? I was surprised. I'm surprised. I mean, I mean yeah, picking Sroluko to lose is not that, uh, that far out there. But but I, I imagine it as we go through these. We'll see there's some matchup-wise, bi-week-wise, there might be some other teams that stick out more. Interesting Holy. choice, Joe. Can we just take a second? Let's just, I want to go through the players that are going to actually play in this game, and you tell me which one of them you actually want on a fantasy team. So we got Juwan Howard, or Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, uh, Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson, who did not practice today, uh, Duke Johnson, who will play for, assumably, an out David Johnson. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's okay. Tim Patrick, John Brown. Who? What was that last one? Tim Patrick, John Brown, <laughs> Eric Ebron, TJ Hawkinson, Cole Beasley, like Marvin Williams. You just go on and on, and it's like these guys are all number like two or three receivers on their respective teams. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's starting a Denver wide receiver at all. First of all, Jerry Jute. Um, is 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 Baker Mayfield gonna play? I do think he got off of the COVID list. But I'll be like like he's gonna get started, right? Like he's gonna be on a starting roster this week. Uh, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> so yeah, that's you assume that Vince puts in Baker. God his team's still scared. I'm ah, I'm just I'm there's gonna, gotta be a bigger there's got to be, be let's, you know, I guess, yeah, let's do, I mean, we're already into this matchup already a little bit. Vince clearly has some holes this week with the Pat Mahomes bye and Baker Mayfield as the fill-in. Both sides have some injuries and some bad players they are just got no good replacements for. This is, this is going to be, it's going to be a low scoring game. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, but are there matchups that Soluco can take advantage of and uh, no. see some success? <laughs> I'm thinking the I only thing. I that... mean, Zach Moss, is exciting, but against Arizona, uh, that's going to be a shootout. That's not going to be ideal. Cam Newton, he's a boom bust guy, but versus Baltimore, prime time, not terribly exciting. All I can say is the um, if well, I guess if Joe if Drew Locke goes back in, um, the Raiders are not good at defending the pass whatsoever. The Drew Locke, uh, Tim Patrick stack, you know that that could be a high variance play to get some the real one that upside. everybody drafted to start the year. Drew, Drew Locke, Patrick. it's. it's on on all the all the DFS podcasts this week, that's what they're telling everyone. They're telling people, Tim Patrick, Drew Lock, Stack, go for it. And I think that I think that's what Serluco's got to do to get a win this week. He's got he's got to throw a curveball like that. He's got to trust the hot hand. He's got to stack some players on the same offense to get that upside. But I don't know if he's going to because we see Joe Burrow still in. See Cam Newton still in there. Right now, Drew Locke 
who was starting last week. So we know Suluko has actively taken Drew Lock off of his starting roster. <sighs> Disappointing. Disappointing. Not doing the stack. So I am going to go... I am going to go with Vince to win. I don't think it's a, a lock by any means with no Pat Mahomes and just overall a mediocre roster. I don't know how much we can count on Duke Johnson really filling in um, the David Johnson role completely. Like that's, I don't think that's going to be a one for one by any means. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm and... Vince in a slight win. Oh, are you going Ooh, I, sorry, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'm rooting for the underdog here. I'm picking Sir Luco. The, the Drew Lock. You convinced me. The Drew Lock. Tim Patrick. It's gonna matter. It's it's gonna win him the game. Yeah, it'll only matter though if he starts him. And Drew Lock was benched. He dropped no, 27 he, last week. He, and Sir Luco benched his ass. I'm against sure Las Vegas. Then. Sorry. <laughs> All right, that's that might speak of more to his skill as an owner than anything. Maybe can we really trust this man to win a game? Yeah. Well, um, moving on. Like I was starting to segue towards the beginning of this, we got drifted over because Kyle's rude interruptions. Now we're going to actually go to your matchup, Kyle. Get all the attention you want. You are facing Patterson, another two-win team, just like Sluko we were talking about. You're predicting one of the two wins. Does Patterson have a chance to keep up with the high-powered Sluko offense? Are you <laughs> going to do well with, let's see, how are you doing on buys? Um, well, I do know Kenyon Drake doesn't look like he's practicing this week either. Is that correct? No, he's practiced. Ooh. Well, that's that's some uh, good news. He's currently day to day, so it's up in the air if he'll play. Um, right now, Joe Mixon has been limited, so that's why I picked up Geo today to prevent yeah. him from getting that running back. So, right now, the biggest thing is going to come down to kind of like guess like who's going to end up being my running backs because I can hot swap out pretty much any of them. <laughs> yep. But I mean, like the fun part is going to be watching. Herbert versus Tua in the quarter in the rookie quarterback battle. That's going to be a really fun go. game to watch. I think. Yeah, the the storyline of that it will definitely be interesting. Um, Herbert, but 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 Herbert has looked good, uh, statistically at least uh, all year, really. So, I I would favor Herbert in that matchup by a by a, by a decent margin. Um. I think some other storylines worth watching is the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb stuff. Doesn't sound like there's that much positive news from Nick Chubb this week. Again, Kareem Hunt was actually decently productive earlier in the year when Chubb was healthy. Um, but it's sure not going to help him if Chubb suits up this week. Because that could be quite the blow still, though, to Patterson if Chubb shows up. If Herbert, you know, gets outshined by Tua, that, that could be bad for Patterson as well. Um, but yeah, he's really just looking up and down Patterson roster. It's kind of a theme with a lot of these lower ranked teams is they've got just all these boob or bust players like Claypool with Pittsburgh. 
there seem to be weeks where Big Ben, who who knows what the hell Big Ben does this week, uh, seems to just laser in on certain wide receivers. Juju was like 20-plus points last week. A few weeks ago, Claypool was the hot hand. Are we which, – which Claypool are we getting? Which Joe Mixon are we getting? Uh, all of, all up and down Patty's roster, we can kind of ask that question. Which is not a good sign when you're going up against a seven-win team like yourself. Yeah, like uh, – So what do you for think? Me, what do you think of your team? For me, the biggest thing is like my, my big four, my wide receivers, Godwin, Robinson, Woods, Cup are all in plus matchups. I think they're all going to be in shootouts. And it's like, I will take that. <laughs> like, I think my four there are better than any four you can get together of his. Now, I know DK Metcalf is going to be there too. I know Robbie Anderson's in those shootouts. So it's like, I still think I come out ahead there, and then he has to make it up with the uh, quarter axe. But then again, like, anytime Jared Goff is going to throw the ball, he's probably throwing it to Woods or Cup. So, I mean, those yeah. points are going to negate unless one of the tight ends. No, they'll be more efficient because you've got, per yards, you get the bonus. You get the PPR. Like, you're going to win out on that battle long time. You know, so that's why it's like, uh, unless my running backs get me, like, 10 total points, which is possible. <laughs> like, let's not throw that out there. I think I win right. this one relatively easily, yeah. even though I'm projected to lose right now. You know what? I'm rolling the dice. We talked about Patty being boober bust. I think, I think, I think it'll be a good week for him. I think, I think we'll get a we'll get the good cream hunt. I think we can get, I think we can get good Joe Mixon and good Claypool. I think it'll be a, a hot week for Patterson. It'll get his first win against a winning team. Best of luck to you, Patterson. We'll see what happens. All right. Next up, we got COVID Killers versus Woods Got the Moves. Are you uh, sure doing that one? Yeah, no, never mind. I'm an idiot. We're doing we're doing the loser goes home match, actually. We got cash money going against Cromerica. I'm calling it right here. Acosta loses this. He's done. I'm canceling. Like, he's out. Like, bury him. He needs. Really? I'm calling it. Well, but is that is that in part because you're so confident in Sir Luco's win this week? I think it's more along the lines of like well, because both of those teams can be done, right? So I guess that's not. It's really just one of him or Patterson. <laughs> one or Sir Luco or Patterson has to surpass Acosta. Yeah, for me, it's more Patterson is trending up, Acosta is trending down, Definitely. and it's like. It's possible he gets to win here, but you look at uh, Castro's team. Really, the big, the only thing I care about: Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams go against Jacksonville, who gave up a lot of uh, Deshaun Watson last week. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't really need much more than that. Like you look at Acosta's team; he's not going to have his number one player, which is a huge blow. And then it's just like he gets Mike Davis back. He does, but like Mike Davis had not been lighting it up since he had acquired him. Since I traded him to Acosta, I think he's had 11, 8, 8, and 8. So it's like, that's 
not encouraging by any yeah. means. And it's like really yeah. The- yeah, worst case scenario is McCaffrey's at like half health and they roll him out anyway. And it's like, oh we'll ease we'll ease him back in this week. We overdid it last time. Then they cannibalize each other. And I think you got worries as well. Carson Wentz, uh, the reports from practice seem a little hesitant on how they're moving forward with him. Yeah. Uh, I think they've used some interesting language, both in terms of his health and, you know, what kind of faith the, the, the team has in him. Which is interesting for, you know, how highly praised he was these last few years. Like, like a Vegas... Um, front runner for like MVP like two years ago or some bullshit. And now we don't know what the <laughs> emotional state of ownership is when they think about Carson Wentz when they go home and vent to their wives. Um, <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, not looking like the best of weeks for Acosta. Like we said, the Carolina running back situation, not good. Carson Wentz, whatever the fuck. And there's just not that much talent outside those guys. If you're top-heavy, that's fine. But if the top is injured, you're relying on Drew Brees showing up, who hasn't been all that great. And no. I don't know who else. Who's the next big guy who can – Will Fuller? Is, is Will uh, Fuller Will his Fuller. Like, next best player? Will Fuller or Wentz? Like Wentz can Wentz went off, I think, last time he versus the Giants. I could be wrong though. Uh, let's see. Yeah, twenty-seven last time they versus the Giants a couple of weeks ago. So it's like he could. Yeah, that's that's nothing to sneeze at by any means. It's more just like it's your quarterback. You expect him to do well. But I can't have any faith in Costa. If I'm picking a lock of the week. I think I'm picking Acosta to lose. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with you. We're both picking Cash. Congrats, Cash, on clawing your way out and possibly getting to 500 this week. Right. That's that's big. We'll All see. right. There's a chance of Acosta. Acosta can get his way back in to the champ division. Wouldn't that be beautiful if he makes his way in? Somehow, Patty Patty makes it to the playoffs. Garrett falls, and we just go back to normal. And maybe even the division were perfect. They were perfect all along. All right. Down goes Acosta. And, and if you're agreeing with me saying Acosta loses, you're officially declaring Acosta's season is over. Is that what you're saying? Yep, I have some clear it. Whew. All right. We got two matchups left. Where are we going next, Kyle? Uh, let's talk about some old buddies, some old Chumps Division buddies. The former Chump Garrett's going against wannabe champ Wilson in what is sure to be a high scoring game this week. Oh, wait, yet Wilson doesn't have all of his high flying Kansas City people. That is not yeah. good for Wilson at all. He's got one, two, three, four, five starters on the bye. Yes. He has Sterling Shepard in as his super flex. (laughs) You know, I think part of the reason Wilson has been doing well 
is his buys weren't hitting his buy. Some of his buys hit early, and he's been coasted while everyone else is hitting at like 80, 90% of their potential. Yep. But man, he's got his tight end, a quarterback, two, both of his running backs, and Amari Cooper, whatever he's worth, all on a buy this week. So this is by no means full-powered Wilson. We have Garrett, who once upon a time was tied for the best record in the champs division. So Garrett has shown plenty of power in the past. But the question is, can he back it up this week? Because again, Wilson's lows have not been very low this week, despite him putting in scrubs. You know, DJ Chark gets plenty of targets. Right. He, even though he doesn't normally start him, he's going to do just fine. If Dalvin Cook gets 200 yards and 30 catches or whatever the fuck, I guess it's against the, the sausage grinder on Monday night in Chicago. But still, Dalvin Cook uh, very well can carry, I guess, any team the way he's playing right now. <sighs> Does Garrett have enough firepower this week, Kyle? For me, I say yes, and it's basically because he's one player short of being, like, for the first time this year, fully healthy. If he, if he just had Calvin Ridley, this would be, I think, the first time this year he's had his big four, Ridley, Mike Th- Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. And it's just like, again, this is what I've been talking about all year. Garrett's team is built to be scary right now. He's got When it clicks. When, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like he's got competent quarterbacks. His top four skill positions are good. So it comes down to his flex positions, which right now you could do a lot worse than James Robinson. And then Fulgrim has been great. Like, yeah, a a young kind of no name Philly wide receiver. You wouldn't think would be that stellar, but he's been like one of like he's been like. I think since like week three or something, he's been like a top like 10 wide receiver, some bullshit. Since week four, he's he's bounced around low performances of, you know, 12 and 13, but he's got 19, 19, 31 as Travis Fulgrim's top end. Like since he started playing, he has been a wide receiver one, a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah. When this team's it's... clicking, Garrett is going to be a scary playoff team. You're going to want to look at Derrick Henry's matchups. Aaron Jones against Jacksonville. They should be in positions to run. Garrett, uh, Garrett's got it in. Maybe pivoting. I take back what I said, Acosta. Wilson is my lock loss of the week. I like the matchups. I like the health of Garrett. And there's just not there's not enough there's just nothing good going on for Wilson. I think I think Wilson would have beaten some other teams this week. Like like I said, he's got a pretty high floor. You know, if he was lucky enough to go against some of those bottom feeder teams, I think he could squeak this out comfortably. 
But Garrett's Garrett is ramping up. He's getting he's a bit accelerating all year. And he's hitting his stride. He is in honeymoon mode and gonna fuck Wilson up. Cause that's what you do in honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm picking Garrett too. He's been my favorite team all year. It's not gonna end now. All right. So We've agreed way too much. I really hope we could agree on this last one. It obviously the game of the week. Two of some of the highest scoring teams year long. Now, now one of these teams, Mr. Russell Wilson, uh, was not so hot last week. The team, I mean, Russell was good. Russell Wilson, 121 and a half points, uh, is not going to do it this week. Um, I'm mostly healthy. Finally, I'm comfortable with my running backs. That's nice to have both Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs in there. I'm not fucking throwing in Devery Henderson. I'm not throwing in Hasty on a whim. The biggest thing is no Julio Jones. Obviously, he's a very good player. But yep. my depth at wide receiver has been ridiculous as of late. Um, I guess I don't. If you look at all of my wide receivers in the last two weeks combined, I believe my worst performance was like 18 or 19. I was six. Actually, no, no, no. Out of the, all six of my wide receivers the last two weeks, so that's like 12 wide receiver performances, the very worst one was Julio Jones last week with 16. I have no problem sliding in. I don't know. Uh, Tyler Boyd or whoever the hell in to replace. Uh, actually, I was thinking about, I was looking the air yardage for Christian Kirk. He's been on quite a roll, steamrolling with Kyler Murray. Julio Jones filling, not a problem. Filling in injured Miles Sanders has been very hard. I got to go with, I got to go with the home team here. Your dad is <laughs> rolling with it. Uh, Daniel Jones, don't hate me. (laughs) For me, it's more or less like, again, I think you have a slight edge at receiver. I don't think it's as big as you think, mainly because I really like um, Brandon Cooks this week. Brandon Cooks has been on a tear the last month. Then I like the quarterback pairing. I think Deshaun Watson against Cleveland is going to go really well. And then I'm hoping that this like Seattle LA game, like I just I feel like it's a shootout, mainly because every Seattle game is a shootout lately. <laughs> right. Yes. Um and for me the biggest thing is like on your side, I know you say you're comfortable with Josh Jacobs. I don't I don't really know why. Like comfortable. You get I'm, a not, lot of... I'm not excited about him. I'm relative to what I've been putting up with that running back. He's fine. And I'm glad to have someone who I can say, you know what? Tom, he's only gotten of 13 points once since week one. Right. That's fine. (laughs) That's not good. Anyway, I don't really like him. I think the Eagles might take it easy with Miles Sanders and throw in more Boston Scott. Just, for like load management reasons. Um, outside of that, like to me, it's like rivalry I, I, game, man. It's against against the Giants. They're going to go all in. 
I think AJ Brown is kind of unsustainable right now. <laughs> He's gotten, you know, six touchdowns in five games. That's a lot. You know, I, I just like again, I you might have better players on paper. It's just like you look at them though and what they've been doing lately, and it's either bad or to me unsustainable. It's like we've already talked about Juju. I can see that, yeah, definitely. Especially a lot of my receivers have been very touchdown dependent as of late. Uh, right. So I can't, I can't really argue with that. And yeah, I mean, and again, both of my running backs have been interesting to, to say the least. Their storylines of Miles Sanders with his injuries and Josh Jacobs with his inconsistencies. So yeah, I mean, it's not a, <clears throat> not a perfect team. By any means, but you know, Kyler Murray's going to score like forty points going head to get against Josh Allen. Um, he might have less for once. Kyler Murray might have less rushing yards than his opponent. That's okay. It's okay. And Kyler Murray is going off, and I don't think anything else will matter. I'm picking Joe. I don't care. You pick you. I'll pick Joe. <clears throat> Joe. Joe is finally going to get vindicated this week. He's been, you know, complaining all year that he's really the best in our division. Now is his chance to show it. If he if he doesn't show up for this week, Joe, I'm sorry, you're you're not getting past the second round. Yeah, and that could get you relegated, Joe. You're gonna need you're gonna need at least a first round win to be comfortable. Not making if only he had Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook would sure be helping this roster a lot. That's absolutely <laughs> sure. I think he got what? He got Thielen out of that trade. And who else did he get? Keenan Allen, was it? Yeah. So Allen and got... Thielen, who have been decent. Yeah, but it's but... like, I don't know. Would you rather have Adam or Thielen and Allen, or would you rather have Kamara Cook as your backfield? Yeah, and you could fill in whoever the hell at wide out and replace those guys. That wouldn't be hard. Wide receiver, wide receivers are easy to find. Marty Max, not so much. But uh, uh, any other? Yeah, I'm going with me. I don't know if that was clear or not, but <laughs> I I respect your the the things you've pointed out about my team. I don't totally refute them, but I have um uh what's uh, the word a blind sight. So I'm gonna win. <laughs> and with that this has concluded another week uh, a long episode I will say of yeah. the uh, KCLC whatever it takes for a short one but whatever I know you may get through whatever it takes <laughs> alright see y'all